Welcome to your nightly story. The name of today's tale is You Are a God. Chapter 1 The world was a different place when I was last awake. The air was thick with the scent of burning incense, and the sound of chanting filled every corner of the temple. I was a god then, revered and worshipped by thousands. They came to me with offerings of fruits and flowers, seeking my blessings and protection. But that was centuries ago. Now, the temple lies in ruins, overgrown with weeds and forgotten by all but a few. The world outside is no longer filled with the sounds of prayer, but with the constant hum of machines and the chatter of people rushing to and fro. I had slept for so long that the world had changed beyond recognition. But then, something happened. A little girl stumbled upon the ruins of my altar and left a piece of candy as an offering. It was a small gesture, but it was enough to awaken me from my slumber. I could feel her innocence and her pure heart, and I knew that I had to protect her and her kindergarten. As I emerged from the temple, I realized that I had been given a new purpose. I had to navigate this unfamiliar world and use my powers to keep the little girl and her friends safe. It would not be an easy task, but I was determined to succeed. I had been given a second chance, and I was not going to waste it. With that, I set out on my journey, ready to face whatever challenges lay ahead. I did not know what the future held, but I knew that I had to be strong, brave, and true to my purpose. The little girl and her kindergarten were counting on me, and I was not going to let them down. Chapter 2 I walked through the bustling city streets, my senses overwhelmed by the sights and sounds of this new world. I had never seen so many people before, all moving with a sense of purpose and urgency. The buildings towered over me, casting long shadows on the pavement below. As I walked, I could feel the eyes of the people around me on me. They looked at me with a mix of curiosity and suspicion, as if they knew that I did not belong in this world. I tried to keep my head down and blend in, but it was clear that I stood out like a sore thumb. I made my way to the kindergarten, a small building nestled between two towering skyscrapers. The children inside were playing and laughing, oblivious to the world outside. I could feel their joy and innocence, and it filled me with a sense of purpose. I watched over them, invisible to their eyes but always present. I protected them from harm, using my powers to shield them from danger. They were my responsibility now, and I would do whatever it took to keep them safe. Days turned into weeks, and weeks turned into months. I watched as the children grew and learned, their minds expanding with each passing day. They began to notice me, sensing my presence even though they could not see me. One day, a little boy approached me, his eyes wide with wonder. Who are you? he asked. I am a protector, I replied, my voice barely above a whisper. Can you protect us from everything? he asked, his voice filled with hope. I smiled at him, knowing that I could not protect them from everything. But I would do my best to keep them safe and happy for as long as I could. As the months turned into years, I watched as the children grew into teenagers and then into adults. 
They moved on with their lives, but I remained, watching over the kindergarten and waiting for the next generation of children to arrive. I may have been forgotten by the world, but I knew that I had a purpose. I was a protector, and I would always be there for those who needed me. Chapter 3 The sun was setting behind the skyscrapers, casting long shadows across the streets. I watched as the last of the children left the kindergarten and made their way home. It was a peaceful moment, and I relished in it. But then, I heard a sound that made my heart race. It was a scream, coming from a nearby alleyway. Without hesitation, I ran towards the sound, my senses on high alert. As I turned the corner, I saw a young woman being attacked by a group of thugs. They had her cornered, and she was trying to fight them off with all her might. But it was no use. They were too strong. I knew what I had to do. I stepped forward, my presence causing the thugs to freeze in their tracks. They looked at me with fear and confusion, not knowing what to make of me. I raised my hand and spoke a few words in a language that had not been spoken in centuries. A bolt of lightning shot from my fingertips, striking the ground between me and the thugs. They stumbled backwards, their eyes wide with terror. I stepped forward, my eyes locked on the young woman. Are you all right? I asked, my voice gentle. She looked at me with a mix of fear and gratitude. Yes, she whispered. Thank you. I helped her to her feet and walked her out of the alleyway, making sure that she was safe. As we walked, she looked at me with wonder in her eyes. Who are you? she asked. I am a protector, I replied, my voice filled with conviction. She smiled at me, knowing that she had been saved by someone special. Thank you, she said again. I watched as she walked away, feeling a sense of satisfaction. I had protected someone who needed my help, and that was all that mattered. As I made my way back to the kindergarten, I knew that my purpose had evolved. I was not just a protector of the children, but of all those who needed my help. The world was a dangerous place, and I was here to make it a little bit safer. Chapter 4 I walked into the kindergarten, my mind still reeling from the events of the night. I had never used my powers in such a way before, and I was both exhilarated and terrified by what I had done. I knew that I had to be careful, that I could not let my emotions get the best of me. But as I looked around the room, all of my fears melted away. The children were playing and laughing, their faces filled with joy and innocence. They did not know about the dangers of the world outside, and for a moment, neither did I. I watched as they ran around the room, chasing each other and playing games. They were so full of life, so full of hope. It was a stark contrast to the darkness that I had faced just moments before. As I watched them, I realized that they were not just children. They were the future, the next generation of this world. And it was up to me to protect them, to ensure that they had a chance to grow and thrive. I walked over to a group of children who were playing with blocks, their faces scrunched up in concentration. What are you building? 
I asked, my voice gentle. They looked up at me, their eyes wide with wonder. A castle, one of them exclaimed. I smiled at them, knowing that they had no idea how much power they held in their tiny hands. They were creating their own world, one block at a time. And it was up to me to make sure that that world was safe. As I watched them play, I realized that I had a new purpose. I was not just a protector of the children, but of their dreams and aspirations. I was here to make sure that they had a chance to grow up and shape the world in their own image. And as I stood there, watching them, I knew that I would do whatever it takes to make that happen. Chapter 5 I spent the next few years watching over the children, protecting them from harm and helping them grow. The kindergarten had become my home, and the children had become my family. I had never felt so fulfilled in my life. But as the years passed, I began to feel a restlessness inside of me. I knew that there were others out there who needed my help, and I could not ignore their cries for assistance. So, I made the decision to leave the kindergarten and venture out into the world. It was a scary decision, but I knew that it was the right one. I had a purpose, and I could not ignore it. I traveled from city to city, using my powers to protect those who needed it most. I fought off muggers and bullies, rescued people from burning buildings, and even stopped a few natural disasters in their tracks. It was exhausting work, but it was also deeply rewarding. As I traveled, I noticed that there were others like me out there. People with powers and abilities beyond those of ordinary humans. Some were using their powers for good, while others were using them for evil. I knew that I had to do something about it. So, I began to seek out others like me, forming a network of protectors who were dedicated to making the world a better place. We called ourselves the Guardians, and we were committed to protecting the innocent and fighting for justice. It was not an easy task. We faced opposition from those who wanted to use their powers for their own gain, and we often found ourselves outnumbered and outmatched. But we persevered, knowing that our cause was just. And as we fought, we began to see change. People started to believe in us, to trust us. They knew that we were there for them, that we would protect them no matter what. Years turned into decades, and we grew old. But we never lost our sense of purpose. We knew that the world still needed us, that there were still battles to be fought and innocence to be protected. And so, we passed on our knowledge and our powers to the next generation. We trained them in the ways of the Guardians, teaching them to use their powers for good and to always fight for what was right. As I look back on my life now, I am proud of what I have accomplished. I may have been forgotten by the world, but I know that I made a difference. And that is all that matters. Chapter 6 I stood on the rooftop, looking out over the city. It had been years since I had been back here, and the memories flooded back to me like a tidal wave. This was where it had all started, where I had first discovered my powers and my purpose. But now, the city was different. It was darker, more dangerous. 
the streets were filled with crime and corruption, and the people were afraid. They needed a protector now more than ever. I could feel the weight of my responsibility on my shoulders. I had been away for too long, and I had to make things right. I had to bring hope back to this city, to show the people that there was still good in the world. I closed my eyes and focused my mind, letting my senses expand outward. I could feel the heartbeat of the city, the rhythm of its people. I could sense the danger and the fear, but I could also sense something else. Something that gave me hope. There were still good people out there, people who were fighting for what was right. I could feel their determination, their courage. And I knew that I had to join them. I opened my eyes and took a deep breath, feeling the power coursing through my veins. It was time to take action. I leaped off the rooftop, soaring through the air like a bird. The wind rushed past me, and I could feel the thrill of the flight. I landed on the street below, my feet hitting the pavement with a resounding thud. The people around me looked up in surprise, but I didn't pay them any mind. I had a job to do. I made my way through the city, my senses on high alert. I could feel the danger lurking around every corner, but I was not afraid. I was a guardian, and I was here to protect the innocent. As I walked, I could feel the eyes of the people on me. They looked at me with a mix of fear and awe, not knowing what to make of me. But I didn't let it bother me. I had a mission, and nothing would stop me. I came across a group of thugs who were terrorizing a group of innocent people. They had guns and knives, and they were not afraid to use them. But I was not afraid either. I stepped forward, my eyes locked on the thugs. Leave these people alone, I said, my voice calm but firm. The thugs looked at me with surprise, not expecting someone to stand up to them. But they quickly regained their composure and stepped forward, brandishing their weapons. I raised my hand, and a bolt of lightning shot from my fingertips. It struck the ground between me and the thugs, causing them to stumble backwards. I stepped forward, my eyes locked on the thugs. I said, leave these people alone, I repeated. The thugs looked at each other, unsure of what to do. But then, one of them raised his gun and fired. I moved with lightning speed, dodging the bullet and knocking the gun out of the thug's hand. I moved forward, striking the thugs with a series of blows that sent them reeling. In no time at all, the thugs were defeated, and the innocent people were safe. They looked at me with gratitude, thanking me for my help. But I didn't stick around for long. I had more work to do, more people to protect. As I walked away, I knew that the fight would never end. There would always be those who would seek to harm the innocent, and it was up to me to stop them. But I was not alone. I had the support of the Guardians, and together, we would make a difference. I looked up at the sky, feeling the wind in my hair. It was a good day to be a Guardian. Chapter 7 The sun was setting over the city, casting a warm glow over the buildings and streets. I sat on the rooftop, 
watching as the day turned into night. It had been a long day, filled with battles and victories. But now, as the city started to quiet down, I could finally relax. As I sat there, lost in thought, I heard footsteps behind me. I turned around, ready to face whatever danger was lurking in the shadows. But it was just one of the other guardians, a young woman named Emily. Hey, she said, her voice soft. Mind if I join you? I nodded, and she sat down next to me. We sat in silence for a while, watching as the city below us started to come to life. But then, Emily spoke up. I've been thinking, she said, about what we're doing. Is it enough? I turned to look at her, surprised. What do you mean? I mean, we're fighting the good fight, but is it enough? There's still so much evil in the world. So much pain and suffering. Sometimes it feels like we're just putting a band-aid on a gaping wound. I knew what she meant. It was easy to feel overwhelmed by the enormity of the task we had taken on. There were so many problems in the world, so many people who needed our help. But I also knew that we were making a difference. Maybe it was a small difference, but it was still a difference. It's not enough, I said, finally. But it's something. And something is better than nothing. Emily nodded, but I could tell that she was still troubled. I just wish we could do more, she said. Make a real impact. I put a hand on her shoulder. We will, I said, with conviction. We just have to keep fighting. Keep pushing forward. And eventually, we'll make a difference. Emily smiled at me, and I could see a glimmer of hope in her eyes. You're right, she said. We can't give up. Not now. We sat there for a while longer, watching as the city below us started to quiet down. And as we sat there, lost in thought, I knew that we were both thinking the same thing. We may not be able to save the world, but we could make it a little bit better. One Battle at a Time Chapter 8 Anna sat alone in her small apartment, staring at the blank computer screen in front of her. She had been trying to write for hours, but the words just wouldn't come. It was as if her creativity had dried up completely. She had been a successful writer once, but that was a long time ago. Now, she was struggling to make ends meet, working a dead-end job just to pay the bills. Writing was her passion, but it had become a source of frustration and disappointment. As she sat there, lost in thought, the phone rang. She hesitated for a moment, not sure if she wanted to answer it, but then she picked up the receiver. Hello, she said, her voice hesitant. Anna, it's me, a familiar voice said on the other end. It was her old friend, Sarah. Sarah, hi, Anna said, surprised. She hadn't spoken to Sarah in years. I heard about your situation, Sarah said. I'm sorry things haven't been going well for you. Anna felt a lump form in her throat. 
She had always admired Sarah, who had gone on to become a successful writer and had even won a few awards. It was hard not to feel envious of her success. But Sarah didn't seem to notice. Listen, I'm in town for a few days, she said. I thought we could get together and catch up. Maybe talk about your writing. Anna hesitated for a moment, unsure if she wanted to face her failures. But then she realized that this might be the opportunity she needed. Okay, she said, her voice tentative. That sounds good. They arranged to meet at a coffee shop the next day, and Anna spent the rest of the evening trying to prepare herself. She dug out some of her old writing, hoping to find some inspiration. The next day, she arrived at the coffee shop early, her hands shaking with nerves. But as soon as she saw Sarah, all her fears melted away. Sarah looked the same as she always had, with her warm smile and easy laugh. They ordered their drinks and settled into a booth in the corner. For a while, they talked about the old days, reminiscing about their college years and the crazy things they used to do. But then Sarah got down to business. So, tell me about your writing, she said. Anna hesitated, unsure of where to start. But then she took a deep breath and began to talk. She told Sarah about her struggles, about how she had lost her passion and her confidence. Sarah listened patiently, nodding and asking questions. And then she said something that Anna wasn't expecting. I've been there, Sarah said. Believe me, I know what it's like to doubt yourself. But you have to keep going. You have to keep writing. Anna felt a spark of hope ignite inside her. Maybe Sarah was right. Maybe she could find her way back to her passion. They talked for hours, and by the time they left the coffee shop, Anna felt like a weight had been lifted off her shoulders. She had a renewed sense of purpose, a new determination to keep writing no matter what. Chapter 9 The sun was just starting to rise over the city as I made my way to the park. It was early, but I couldn't sleep. My mind was racing with thoughts of the past and the future. As I walked, I couldn't help but think about all the people I had met over the years. The children at the kindergarten, the people I had saved on the streets, the other guardians. They were all a part of my story, and I was a part of theirs. But I also couldn't help but think about what was to come. The world was changing, and I knew that I had to change with it. I had to find a new purpose, a new way to make a difference. I arrived at the park, and as I walked through the trees, I felt a sense of peace wash over me. The birds were chirping, and the leaves rustled in the breeze. It was a beautiful morning, and I felt grateful to be alive. As I walked, I saw a figure sitting on a bench in the distance. As I got closer, I realized that it was Emily, one of the other guardians. Hey, I said, as I approached her. What are you doing here? Just thinking, she replied, her eyes fixed on the horizon. We sat in silence for a while, watching as the sun rose higher in the sky. But then Emily spoke up. Chapter 10 As Emily spoke, 
I knew that she was right. We couldn't keep doing the same thing forever. We had to find a new way to make a difference in the world. But as I looked out over the park, I realized that the answer had been right in front of me all along. The children at the kindergarten had shown me that. I turned to Emily, a smile spreading across my face. I know what we have to do, I said. What? she asked, curiosity in her eyes. We have to start a new generation of guardians, I said. We have to train the children, teach them to use their powers for good. And then, when they're ready, they can take our place. Emily's eyes widened in understanding. That's brilliant, she said. We can create a legacy, something that will last beyond us. I nodded, feeling a sense of excitement building inside me. We had a new purpose, a new way to make a difference. We had to start right away. Over the next few weeks, we began to work on our plan. We reached out to other guardians, asking them to join us in our mission. We found a location for our new training center, a place where we could teach the children to harness their abilities. And then, we started to recruit. We went to the kindergarten and spoke to the parents, explaining our mission and asking for their help. We found children who showed signs of having powers and began to train them. It was hard work, but it was also deeply rewarding. We watched as the children grew and learned, becoming stronger and more confident with each passing day. And we knew that we were creating something special, something that would last beyond us. Years turned into decades, and we grew old. But the legacy we had created lived on. The children we had trained had become the new generation of guardians, and they were carrying on our mission. And as we looked back on our lives, we knew that we had made a difference. We had protected the innocent, fought for justice. The End We hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Stay connected with us by subscribing so you won't miss the next one. Your host, Amalia Dupre, and the team at this podcast will make you sleep, wishing you a night of peaceful sleep. Sweet dreams.